This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Next up on the agenda, there was someone we forgot to acknowledge that got an Emmy nomination because we got all excited about, you know, the acting ones and sure. getting involved in the numbers. But um, Leah Remini, <clears throat> her show... Uh, for Scientology, the aftermath got nominated again for an Emmy. Good for her. Yeah. So uh, it's their fourth and final nomination. They got nominated every single year, and they did win uh, last year. And of course, all the people who told their stories—that was such a great show. Yes, it and was. I know last week you sent me a little thing just to let me know. Okay, you might be going on vacation, but Tony Ortega is coming on our show. And I'm like, oh, I love him. I know. He's so good. Mm-hmm. And what Scientology thing? Because uh, there's another well, we Scientology thing that happened today. We were talking about the relationship between um, that um, John Travolta and Kelly Preston. And that we always thought John was the diehard Scientologist. It was Kelly. It was Kelly. She was in that at one time, one point when Lisa Marie Presley left Scientology in 2014, she reached out to John Travolta and said, come to my Lisa place. Marie. Lisa Marie did come to my place in Hawaii and you can be free and be who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Kind of talking about, you know, if he's homosexual or not, you know, or just, or just getting away right, from the heavy handedness right. of for the years. Spine. We had the yeah. massage stories and all that right, kind of right, stuff. Right. So, and he was okay. just talking about that. All right. And so that's all the further we got. But he had this in his belt. This whole thing that came out is just today. Unbelievable. Okay. So Tony Ortega, if you go to just TonyOrtega.com, you can read the whole excerpt. He's the Scientology expert for years. For years. The Village Voice. Voice and yep. he's covered. He's very deep, good investigative yes. journalist. And it, it anything it's essential reading anything about Scientology you got to follow Tony Ortega yes. and um it was actually yesterday afternoon when he posted when Leah published her 2015 memoir she held back a chapter about Tom Cruise and his connection to Scientology's history of spying and retaliation now and Leah says that the reason why she and Ballantyne agreed, Publishers. yeah, agreed mm-hmm. to leave out the Tom Cruise chapter as it relates, because there were stories in there about uh-huh. Tom Cruise, but as it relates to um, Scientology's history of spying, doing this quote unquote Black fair ops. game, all this yeah. just really unbelievable. What religion does this? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody. But she held back that particular chapter. It involved. Paul Haggis, and it also involved his publicist, Pat Kingsley. Tom Cruise's publicist. Publicist. And she says, and Ballantyne said that they agreed that they did not want the book to just be about Tom Cruise. That's what they're saying. I don't know if I necessarily believe it. I think maybe they were more 
afraid about the Tom legal... Cruise and his lawyers. Yeah, the retaliation. Because of the two stories, but they posted it. Tony posted it today. And that when he, Tom Cruise, went to uh, the ex. So I read the whole thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I got lost. It's... It took me, it's like 28 pages. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating, Holly. So, it's so, so good. Fa- yeah. But uh, uh, basically, Tom, Pat Kingsley, who was the most feared and most powerful publicist in Hollywood for 30 years, and mm-hmm. she'd been with Tom Cruise basically since almost the beginning of his career, she protected Tom Cruise from the media and his. Like any star, I guess, anybody's instincts to blab or talk about or do stuff. It's all about the image. This whole making a movie star, that's what it's all about. So she was a pioneer. She was the one who said, listen, if you have enough A-list clients, you can you can broker and barter with media for positive pieces or not running pieces if you leverage everybody, that was sort of her idea yeah. was to have you want to have access to this person if you print this on this person. So anyway, she for and she just had power and control of her journalists. And if you screwed around with Tom Cruise, you screwed around with her entire uh, list. And when David Miscavige talked Tom Cruise into getting rid of Nicole Kidman in 2000. Yeah, but mm-hmm. getting rid of her. He knew the next person that needed to go out of Tom's world was Pat Kingsley because Scientologists, their whole thing is we're going to clear the earth. So all the people who are like robotic Scientologists will be running everything. I mean, it's just such a goofy thing. And Miscavige was like, Tom Cruise, you could be um, talking and recruiting the whole time you're up promoting movies, why aren't we talking Scientology in the in the benefits? That's right. And mm-hmm. so Pat Kingsley had always said to Tom Cruise, and this was known in Scientology, the studios are paying for you to promote your movie. You're getting paid to go to China. There will be none of that, and I won't let anyone ask you, and you're not to bring it up. Because that's how Tom Cruise was able to keep being a movie star. And I guess Miscavige was furious after The Last Samurai. Which is a Tom Cruise movie. <clears throat> because he didn't talk Scientology at all. Didn't at all. Love that movie. We gotta get you to fire Pat. And Tom's like, hey, everything's going well. So then Miscavige does what L. L. Ron Hubbard does. And like, let's get a dirt file. Let's find everything we can on Pat Kingsley. Mm-hmm. And then, Tom, when you go and you quit her, you don't have to worry about retaliation because you'll let her know you've got this. But you don't have to let her know. We'll do it. Tommy Davis, who's Ann Archer's son, he will do it. Mm -hmm. And he's not, this has been what he does in the organization. And Mm -hmm. apparently, I guess Tom Cruise boasted about his dirt file on Pat Kingsley. And Pat Kingsley has never said anything about him, except we do know that. She let it be known that Tom fired her in person. He'd never been to her office before. And that afterwards he wanted to go around and meet everyone who worked in her office and probably worked on his projects mm-hmm. after he fired after her. After he fired And him. hired his sister. Uh-huh. The next movie was War of the Worlds. And Steven he, Spielberg, furious he, at him. He, but he jumped on Oprah's yeah, couch. He got in a fight with Matt Lauer. He basically jumped the shark on his career. With the minute she was gone from his life. Yep. That's right. Mm. 
And so, David Miscavige and Scientology kind of took over. And yeah, and they sent Tommy Davis to Pat Kingsley to say, here's what we have on you. And so she never said anything. And then there's another story about Paul Haggis, the director of Crash, and how... He was a Scientologist, and he was for really... years, and he 30 was, years. He audited Tom Cruise from the very beginning. Just unbelievable. So they... And Paul Haggis then leaves Scientology, and then Scientology Tommy Davis, they found a dirt file on him, and then threw out a fake story that he had raped someone. Yeah. And that followed him around for years. Yeah. They're dirty. They're so dirty. I mean, I love it that she's I love the whole the detail. It's a it's a very long read. It 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 is absolutely bat bleep crazy. And here's a here's when a quote. Read it. Here's a quote from Lee Remini in this lost chapter, okay, that Tony just published. And she said, I think it's time for people to start waking up to the real facts here. Tom has for years manipulated his image to be the good guy. And although I believe there was a time when Tom was a decent and kind-hearted person, he has morphed himself into a David Miscavige who heads up Scientology and is completely dedicated to their mission to clear the planet, like you said, Mm -hmm. making 80% of the world's population Scientologists. He's used Scientology staff to do his dirty work. And it's thugs in its suits to break up with a former Scientology girlfriend. He's He just uses them all the time to wedge, um, put a wedge. She has the story about Nazi Don Bonatti, oh, yeah. who was Remember? auditioned to be Tom Cruise's girlfriend after Katie Holmes. And about how other Scientologists that were his personal assistants, you've got to be more forceful. With Tom Cruise in bed, he wants to be able to French kiss you on the sets, and you you pull away, and she's like, "Well, I don't like PDA." There, I guess Penelope Cruz, her dad, said, "You've got to break up with this guy." I've investigated Scientology, yeah. and this is dangerous for you. Right. That's why Penelope Cruz ended the relationship with him. Right. It's 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 a really long, but here's the deal. I mean. It's it's not a small fight. They had a copy. Tony Ortega had a copy of the NDA that Tom Cruise has anyone who works for him sign. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone who works for him are Scientologists. So they're already in. They have no money anyway because right. they have to pay for all this stuff. But you guys, it's like. I, I've never read such an incendiary um, monetarily. I've I've never seen anything like for you. It it was so detailed down to the minutia. They had like the the best lawyers that are are involved in Scientology come up with this, and this is why Tom Cruise it doesn't get out there. And that's why networks for years always Mm -hmm. published um, a disclaimer if they ever talked about Scientology. The people were afraid of it. If you go back, you know, well, there Tony includes what mm-hmm. it is, what every infraction will cost you. It would scare the crap out of you, right? And he, don't forget, he is money in Hollywood. Not so much. He doesn't have as much power as he used to, but, but he still, still has money in MI, the pipe. The Mission Impossible franchise. He, he's got several big deal movies coming out. There's a lot of big deal people who aren't necessarily Scientologists and they don't care about that. He's a big global star. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So that's why, but I, I give Leah Remini 
I mean, she's just she and Tony and Mike Rinder. And I'm glad that this documentary, Tom Cruise and his buddy who used to be engaged to Mariah Carey, got a big, the big, I would call it Australia's version of like, um, like a going clear or her show. They got it this 10 part Australia thing. Yeah, canceled. Yeah, he was able to do that. He Mm -hmm. still has power. Yeah. This story, though, if you really, you know, I'm wondering if we could put this Holly on our show page. It's such a great story. Oh, yeah. Can word. can I send you the link and yes, we should and we could post it on the Lori and Julia show page because this is so powerful. And it really it you'll know the names, you'll know everything and you'll just see the dirt and you'll understand when he was first brought in by Mimi Rogers with his first wife, Tom Cruise's first wife, and then why they pushed Mimi out because out. her dad they called a squirrel and he was a quitter and how they just manipulated and used Tom and then got him and they oh, were yeah. always nervous about Nicole Kidman because she was so young when they did Days of Thunder. She was like 22 because they were always nervous about her, they being David Miscavish, because her dad was a psychologist. Yes. Which is an absolute evil person in psychology. Someone who's in, in, thera- a in therapist. Yes, in Scientology. It's, you're considered a bad, evil person. Like, I mean, that. This is right such there. juicy reading, people. Oh, yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly. All right. Let's start this Dirt Alert off with some nice news about Mackenzie Scott. Now, you might not know Mackenzie Scott, but you probably remember her when she went by Mackenzie Bezos. Oh, yes. The ex-wife of Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. Well, yes, we do. She has decided to give away $2 billion. Now, this isn't a surprise because it was noted when Mackenzie Scott got divorced from Jeff Bezos she got about $60 billion in that settlement. And at the time... $60 billion. Did you just say that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I say that. Like, oh, oh she just yeah, got $60 billion. billion dollars, like, wow. I find a quarter in the couch cushion. Right. So, I mean, that's the equivalent. But she announced at that time, when she got divorced from Jeff Bezos, that she was going to be giving away most of that money in her lifetime. Yeah. Well, she is starting to do wow. just that. So, a multiple report saying that Mackenzie Scott has donated nearly two billion dollars to a bunch of charities and the breakdown is kind of by organization so here's where she's gifting some of this money today so about half a billion dollars to racial equality organizations 46 million Wyndham hotels and resorts makes travel possible for all whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers or a place to make summer memories with the whole family no matter who you are where you're going or why with 24 trusted brands to choose from like la quinta days in and super eight your Wyndham is waiting get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. restrictions apply visit website for more details when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply dollars to LGBTQ equity, 
$133 million to gender equality. She's also going on to donate tens of million dollars to organizations concerning economic mobility, empathy, and bridging divides, functional democracy, public health, global development, and climate change. Wow. And each of those causes getting literally tens of millions of dollars. The lowest figure here is $72 million. I, I like that she also said that uh, um, 91% of the racial equity organizations are run by leaders of color, that 100% of the LGD, LGBTQ organizations she's giving money to are run. I mean, she's like hand-selected right. all of it. That's like huge for these organizations. Oh, especially right now when fundraising that's, that's is amazing. down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, putting this money to work in organizations where, like you guys just said, it, it means everything to them. So good on Mackenzie Scott okay. for following through with her promise of giving away her wealth. Moving on from that. Oh, you guys, it is the the orgasmic haze of Machine Gun Kelly and oh. Megan Fox. OK, because they've made their relationship Instagram official. They oh. posed for a black and white mirror selfie with the caption waited for eternity to find you again. Oh, they are having oh. such hot sex. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying. So, I don't were you here Lori last week when Megan Kelly was going on about how it was just a, a faded meeting of oh. the souls. It Be- was the fire souls, weren't they? Yes. Twins. They were twin fire souls. Yeah. Thank you, Julia. Yeah. So, they're having hot sex. They're totally they sure having hot are. sex. Mm-hmm. That's the Hollywood speak mm-hmm. on that. So, mm-hmm. there they are. And uh, Brian Austin Green has already split up from his uh, uh, rebound, which would be, oh my goodness, what is her name? Oh, it's Tina Louise. And not the Tina Louise from Gilligan's Island, no. which is just really disappointing. Because yeah, right. I love that, that idea. That would have really been fun. <laughs> that one would have really been fun. Uh, but TMZ published photographs, I think, last week showing Brian Austin Green to be the family man because he's on the beach with his kids in Malibu. And, and you know, Megan, she really got together with him in her early so 20s. Young, and he was and so much older. She never got to, like, they had babies right away. Right away. I mean, she yeah, really, I can totally yeah. see yeah. why the, the, they're ending when they did and how they're ending up where they are. Ex- how about that old wise one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we wish them all the hot sex. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you two kids. Bethany Frankel doing an interview with Fortune magazine saying that she's really surprised and humbled by the threads and comments of fans wishing that she was back on The Real Housewives of New York. Totally. I think she would have so much fun with Leah, the new girl. Yeah, I haven't seen. New, I haven't seen oh, last week's New York, I'm, but I th- I heard it was an epic drunken. Oh my gosh, Lori, um, Sonia. I mean, and I, all and along. Andy Cohen said, I guess they are addressing the drinking on the reunion show. It was like watching, you know, people seven drinks in. Yeah, on TV. Mm-hmm. And there you go. And Bethany Frankel wants you to know. That she is not going to be one of those ladies. She says she has no desire to return to Bravo. Do you believe her when she's like, look, I am done with this? I do, totally. So she said she was stunned at the fan love that she was getting, asking her to come back. She said she hasn't been watching The Real Housewives of New York. She said she saw the first episode and part of another one, so she doesn't know what's going on. And the first one was all pissy, moany, like, we're so glad Bethany's not here. Remember how the first one started? They were so bitchy. But really, I gotta be honest, this one, is just because this is the one that you're going to see now is Ramona Singer's birthday party oh, or with Mar- their 60 friends. Yeah. And they count them. <laughs> yeah. 
and they all look alike. Yeah. It's just really. I can't wait. It's <laughs> kind of hysterical. Oh, well, we have that to look forward to. So that's fun. Yeah. Uh, something that has been happening the past couple of weeks. I want to remind everyone that the Johnny Depp libel lawsuit is coming to a close. Today was the final day of arguments. So now we just have to wait. We don't know how the court's going to decide, but do want to remind you that unlike in the United States, a libel case in the UK, the burden of proof is on the defense. So they're going to have to prove their side of this case. Not the other way, right? Um, No, it's actually going, the son has to prove that there was enough evidence to support the label of calling Johnny Depp a wife beater. Mm -hmm. So that's how they've been uh, presenting all of that evidence. The son is like, well, here's all the evidence on why us calling him a wife beater in that article is true. So it's the burden is on them, which is why Johnny Depp is doing this lawsuit in the UK, because in the United States, he would have little to no chance of going through with this lawsuit. It would have probably already have been tossed. Ah. Jesus. Is, it like, wish it was. is it like five judges that decide or oh, you know, what, what's I the high court? I don't know. Yeah, but I anyway. cannot speak on mm-hmm. that, but it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be decided by a singular judge. The, the judge's name is Andrew Nickel. Okay. Uh, so it's had many days of multiple witnesses and testimony to consider. Now, it could be a while. So I think we're just going to have to put the story on the back burner and then allow it to uh come to us it was it's got i mean that will go down in the hollywood history books as one of their most explosive libel trials. oh yeah that's going to follow him all the way to the end yep and the picture of him with the melted oh there she goes i was going to be like and poor julia forever (laughs) seared in her mind it's a picture (laughs) of johnny depp with melted talenti on his crotch in a very uh, in a a very very cast out yeah in a very very unfavorable flavor of Talenti, if you know what I mean. I can't stand it. Oh, mm-hmm. oh there it is. There it is. That's Listen, all we got. That's all we got. We'll get to traffic and we come back. because ah. Well, duh. I'm just improvising. Duh. 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 Uh, uh, Auntie Jan Brady out there in uh, the real world yes. reminded me that one of the things that has been uh, a duh that we've been very mad about in the Emmys category is Ellen Barkin's lack of ever getting nominated for, for Animal Kingdom, Kingdom, Animal Kingdom and playing the uh, um, amazing role of Smurf. Well, that, hell, hell's bells. But I do want to tell you something yes. about the not Emmy nominations, just real quickly. 33% of the Emmy um, Emmys went to female directors for the shows that were nominated. 33% of the directors are female. That's Good. huge. Yeah. 41% of the acting nominees are non-white performers. That's huge. Yeah, so those it, are two huge big and I, breakthroughs. I, and I think that there's, um, even though only Billy Porter got nominated for Pose, and there's, a, he's, you know, there's more than sure. that. But I mean, there are a lot of uh, LGBT. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's good. So that mm-hmm. was kind of you seeing that happening. All right. Now okay. Duh. Duh. So here is a study of duh for your. Pleasure, and you know this is a lot better than what it used to be, which was more at the forty percent mark. But in the COVID time, guess what? what? People are still living dangerously, and twelve percent of adults still don't wash their hands after using a public restroom or any restroom. Can you believe it? They they did an interview. Okay, so there is this kid. Um, a young 30-something guy in the middle of the country somewhere mm-hmm. that opened up a casino 
and they interviewed him and and he's just really thought we got to get back to business but we're going to do it right and we're going to do it safety mm-hmm. and they have bathroom monitors yeah and so the monitors will gently remind i this might have been on cbs sunday mornings the monitors will gently remind people when they're coming out of the bathroom hey did you get a chance to wash your hands and they'll eat and he says more often than not they'll say oh i forgot thanks for reminding me and they'll run back in and I think it's more a men thing. Yes. Um, and sure. he says he's just got people just big, big smiles and just saying, hey, hey, do you remember to wash your hands? And in a very kind way. And he says it's surprising to me, but that's one of the ways that they're keeping everything clean which at is, his casinos. Which is why Dr. Fauci and every other health expert says besides the mask and good hand washing, because they're like, it's amazing how people used to. Knees wouldn't go wash their hands. Right. Guys, they knew this from the things they did at the airports mm-hmm. and they'd have the secret, you know, peer spires. Oh, remember the secret peer spires? spires that and was a f- job that paid well. The paid secret, well, I was like, like peer spire. It was like it, almost half of the men in a public restroom would, if they right. were just peeing, they right. didn't wash My their stuff, hands. I'm the, I've touched it. It's clean. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but now, you know, people are being better about washing their hands. Um, but even people back in the day, 80% of people said they never thought of washing and wiping off their smartphone. And now we've been told, think of that smartphone as a third hand right. and just give it a... And there was conflicting information about that too, Lori, where you weren't supposed to put certain cleansers on it, like your computer screens. I mean, there was some weird stuff about that. But... Clean it. You know, yeah, everyone can yes. see how smudgy and dirty that yes. thing is. So anyway, it just, uh, you know, I what, don't know. What was the headline again? What was the duh part? The duh. The, the, still, there are still people who right. are not washing their hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wash your hands. I mean, 12%. Okay, this is a question. At home, so if those... you guys use the restroom in your home, do you wash your hands every time afterwards? Absolutely. Every time. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Yeah. So that, do I. that was my I was mom. just checking. Yeah. <laughs> That was my mom. She was like, I you got to do it. You can't be, I don't know. That if you just, skimp at home, you skimp out there in the real world. That's right. But you I, you're probably it. right. It no, might right. be not as. It's not as, it's, you know. People might be lazier at home. If this absolutely. is what they're doing in the public right. restrooms. Anyway, here's a, here's another one. This is uh, study of Duff. You ask me, um, did you ever buy in Holly and I will have to rely on you, but did okay. you bull, buy in on the myth of the mommy brain? Um, you mean like, like, did you ever say I've got mommy brain? I just can't remember anything, or no, you that, know, that one, I, no, I just no, no, no. Did you hear people talk Not about mommy, the mommy brain. brain? I heard chemo brain, brain fog. I'm having perimetopause brain. I'm having those kind of brains, but mm-hmm. I never heard of the mommy brain. That is a commonly held belief that mothers are forgetful and inattentive. But a new study—I don't believe that at all. A new study by Purdue University challenges this and said mothers are not more forgetful or inattentive no. than non-mothers. Uh, they tested reaction times of sixty mothers who'd given birth in in the last year, and then they compared it to scores against women who'd never had children, and they all had the same. Basically, I've never and I never heard that because I feel like when you are really performing at a high level, taking care of your job and your kids and stuff, you I didn't. You you know, I don't feel like things fell through fell through the 
through the cracks, and you're also younger, and your brain should function better. All right. Well, I'm going to say 50s brain. Have you heard of that brain? No, I haven't heard of that brain, <laughs> but geez. That one we know is really a thing. Yes. And but 60s anyway. brain, it gets even worse. So if you All have right. someone in your life who's saying they have mommy brain, maybe they just want to say that, but apparently it, it doesn't matter. Well, it sounds like it was derogatory. And Well, yeah, no, well, it wasn't. It is a thing where people okay. say that, you know, new moms, because you just can't remember it's been so long ago. That's what I'm going to say. Because um, I have 50s brain. That's right. You have 50s brain and your kids are in their 20s. Yeah. So you've forgotten maybe that first year of life with no sleep that you can't remember sure. crap. Sure. Try and roll back the clock and so see if you remember that. I was so damn efficient, How right. could I remember that? I was so on top of the ball. Come on. Okay, here's you another. Know who you're talking to. Here's hmm. another study. Um this is like good news for right. people when we get back to Work. life as we know it. It's from the University of Zurich. And um, they. it always used to believe that psychology experts believe that having good self-control is key to a successful life. You know, have your goals, right, your right, priorities. Right. But you know what they found out? That it's actually spontaneity and the hedonists. Who are having a happier life? The people we've who are known able- this forever, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Duh. I know. Hedonism I mean, is on. key to living a happier there life. You, go. you can't always do everything, you know, towards a goal. My gosh, yeah, how stressful to always be on track. Right. It's time for can't a re- deviate from my plan and my goals. Uh, it's time for a rethink, says the lead researcher from University of Zurich. They said, um, of course, self-control is important, but we should pay just as much attention to hedonism or for the terms of this thing, what they call short term pleasure. Oh, so fantastic. Like, so like if you're a good person, like if you're a person who can lay on the couch without feeling bad that you're not doing push-ups or cooking or doing something constructive you'll actually be happier than the person who who's laying on the couch not doing anything but they can't stop fretting about the fact that they're not doing something and especially right now a gentle kindness whatever you can do is great and if you can't be kind to yourself right we haven't dealt with this stuff before i know oh how stressful i if i couldn't relax i would be really bummed yeah Sometimes your head spins a lot and yeah, you think, I've got so much to do because you remember and you didn't have mommy brain. Right. <laughs> anyway, I just thought, okay, right. well, we can't wait to get back to hedonism. Well, right. <laughs> I'm, bring it on. Looking forward to that. Oh. I love Dan Rather tweeted today with a picture of First Avenue because uh, Amy Klobuchar and a Republican senator From introducing yes. the bill to help the small mm-hmm. independent. But Dan Rather did this whole like Twitter thing about how important live music is yes. and music and you it's know it's our he, gift to the world. Yeah, he, he, Amy Klobuchar. Um, they did a nice story. Um, John Bream did it yesterday in the Star Tribune. Okay, and she was interviewed by um, Billboard magazine too. No, Good. this is a big darn deal. To save it, our stages. Was, yes, and it was co-authored really by um, the gal from Dana First Friend Avenue. From First yes. Avenue. So it's a big deal. Everyone believes. 
We need to figure out we're doing funding for all these other types of businesses. Why not do it for something so important, so important. in American culture? Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, Julia. Thank you, Dan Rather. Thank you, Amy Klobuchar. Yes. All right. We'll be right back. Can we just talk that Brad Pitt's award season uh, thing is going to... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Continue on into September because he wins an Oscar in February for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then he gets an Emmy nom. For what? For playing Dr. Fauci on oh. the cold open of an SNL. Oh. Remember that? Yes. The yes, glasses, and it was really good, and he revealed the... Yeah, he got an Emmy nomination. So, um, also his ex-fiance girlfriend, Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why she's been talking. I can't... I didn't follow up on all the stories, but she... I don't know if she's an interviewer or something, but she talked about how she tried out. Brablo interviewed her. Oh, okay, for Legends she, of the, the Fall. And lost it to Julia Ormond. And then lost Sabrina... To Julia or mom, we talked about this yesterday. Yeah, yeah, okay. And Rob Lowe lost out the Timothy Hutton role in Ordinary People. And then she was asked, um, he also tried out to be McDreamy in Grey's Anatomy. And she said, who's that? Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay, All right. so that's where that came yeah. from. Yeah. So anyway, so Brad Pitt was um, um, spotted out and about in L.A. wearing a white mask. He and, looked handsome as heck. Oh, did he ever. He's my and, boy. I love him. <clears throat> So I guess did you guys both see Ford versus Ferrari yes, last year? I, I did just, not. You didn't, Holly. It's so it's good. So I just watched it and taped it the other day. Isn't that a I, good movie? I've seen it already. We right, saw it in we, the movie theater, but right. I love that movie. So I guess that and that movie was like an outside Oscar contender. Christian Bale is the race he car driver. So good, Ken though. Miles and Matt Damon is Carol Shelby, the car designer. And I guess they've been making trying to make this movie for years. Mm-hmm. And at one point, you guys, like 10 years ago, guess who was going to be in that movie? The working title was called Go Like Hell. And um, Tom Cruise was going to play the Matt Damon part, Carol Shelby, mm-hmm. and Brad Pitt was going to be the Christian Bale, the race car driver. That seems seems like See, it would have been the other way same, around. Same, totally, except for, and I haven't think, these two haven't, remember when... Since Interview with Vampire. I was just going to say, oh, Lestat, yeah. when that came out, and mm. we were so excited to see Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in the same movie in like 2000 and what? That was in the 90s. Was it late 90s? Yes. We were yeah. so excited in that movie... 
Yeah. It was so bad. Oh, it was, I still like it. It's so corny. It is so corny. <laughs> and it's New Orleans. And it's, I hated how ugly Brad Pitt looked with that fake blonde hair, hair. And the, ah, yeah. in the blood. I could start <clears throat> it. So those two were going to be in that movie, supposedly, but it kept getting bounced around, sure. bounced around. But anyway, so while I'm on this little Brad Pitt falling down the rabbit hole, come across this story where last fall, Brad Pitt was promoting his astronaut movie. Oh, Ad yeah, Astra. Has anyone seen that? Donnie saw it. <laughs> and he said he liked it. But we wouldn't. We probably. wouldn't like it. Well, Lori and I don't like anything that doesn't take place on planet Earth, except Some for the one Mars movie with Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> the Martian. It. The Martian. Martian. That's it. Anyway, so Brad Pitt was in Japan doing, you know, promotion. And, of course, everything, you know, all the journalists are asking him questions in Japanese, and then he's having it translated. Sure. But I just thought we would play this because it's something Brad Pitt didn't realize Came comes up in the presser conference, and it was like a forty-five minute press thing sure. about masks. Oh, oh okay. Go. Here, and I saw people in the face masks, like at the airport. I thought, well, that's a bit paranoid. Why, why, why are they so paranoid? Um, and then I learned, I came to understand it's it's when you have a cold and protecting others. And I think that's so considerate. And I don't know why the rest of the world, why I don't know why we don't do that. Anyways, side note. how lovely. That was last September. And he said to a reporter, you are the one yeah. with the mask in the back. And then he said, oh, I just, I didn't know that. Because in Japan, I told you, everybody yes. wears masks out yes. in public. And I don't know. I just thought it was kind of. In like he like was like yeah why aren't we all stopping why each other from getting cold? Why don't we all care for each other? That's so lovely. <clears throat> all right, so Holly anyway. posted this on the Lori and Julia show page. Um, uh, Insta famous couple want show is young, and they are a Taiwanese octogenarian couple, and their grandson Reef decided that they he would make them models in a laundromat. Well, they own the laundromat. They own the laundromat. Okay. They've and these done- are the, like the leftover clothes that people leave behind. It's hysterical. They've done 19 posts. They have 154,000 um, followers already. That's fun to look at. Hey, they got a story in Bizarre Magazine. That's, that's amazing. That's great. All right. I want to ask you guys, Jeez. is this a do or a don't? Would you like one of your kids to like try to kind of make you Insta famous? Or you I could- wish someone would just do our Instagram <laughs> besides me. Because I hate it. I'm going to learn to love it. I feel like it's right around the corner. All right, Amazon has acquired the rights to do a bio biopic of as opposed to a biopic <clears throat> on Merle Hager. Hager? And Hager. And this, who is going to star in it is Sam Rockwell. Oh. And he's going to play Merle, and he's also going to sing his iconic songs. Oh. And it's going to be like directed it. by Robin Bissell, and the script is going to be... Re- Wrote with Robin and Merle's widow, Teresa Haggard. And um, it's based on his memoir, Sing Me Back Home. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to follow his three years at San Quentin to his rise to the Country Music Hall of Fame. I feel like he lived in a boxcar flat, like outside a bar store or something. His family was that poor. I think it sounds, and Sam Rockwell can do no wrong. Yeah. I thought that sounded good. Now, Very good. all right, I is like this that. one a do or don't? HBO is developing a COVID 19. <clears throat> Vaccine show. 
It's based on on a book that hasn't even come out yet. No. Okay. No. All right. Too soon, Holly. Do you agree? Agreed. Agreed. We're living in it. We're feeling it. We're dealing with it. We're not ready for a damn. Too early. Too Mm -hmm. early. Um, If anyone was hoping to get their hands or fingers on the finger looking good Kentucky Fried Chicken Cracks, they're all sold out. Oh. What does that even mean? (laughs) You didn't listen to a random fact a while ago. They just... It's just they're they're crocs that taste like Kentucky Fried Chicken, or they have Kentucky Fried Chicken wings or something on them. It looks like it, and it was looks like a box. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. They should have made more. (laughs) You know, get rid of the Big Mac crocs. Just don't give those to the nephew that has the stinky feet. I know they were scratching. I know. Can you imagine stinky feet? I picked up his tevas. I picked up his (laughs) tevas, and I almost fell over. (laughs) I told you. I would think Tevas would be like, but apparently that smell can soak into the rubber and the cords. I don't like those Tevas. I don't know why people like those things. They are uncomfortable and they do nothing for your feet. And with that. (laughs) But they're everywhere in Montana. Yes, they are. They must be Because they go in the water. That's right. Everyone have a great night. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you want to catch the replay we interviewed... Byron Lane for A Star is Bored, his new book, which people are going to want to get. Thanks, Holly. We'll be out of here. Job done. Off you go. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.